بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الله يبارك فيكم جميعا ان شاء الله دي ناتشرالي اي ثينك دي يو نو ذا كرايسيس هاز بين امانس اتس بين انكريبلي ديفيكولت فور اول اوف اس اند اند سو بيبل ار فيري باشن اباوت ثينكس جست وان كوركشن ذو اي ام نوت ا نورمالايزر اي دونت هاف اني اي نيفر نورمالايزد اني ثينك So, um, in any case, it's it's interesting because one of the, one of the things that I think uh, before I talk about what I wanted to talk about was just to talk a little bit about something that concerns this um, ability for us to to be unified in hearts, but not always unified in positions and opinions. Um, and I think that's really important because sometimes we often forget that there are different ways of viewing circumstances and conditions. The, Allah has made us brothers and sisters. Um, and, and we have families are families. You always have uncles that they don't want invited to the holiday, but they come anyway. And... So it's okay. Alhamdulillah. No, no, I, alhamdulillah, I feel the love. But, you know, even uh, I, I'm sympathetic with these voices, so please don't misunderstand me. I, I am. I, I understand the. But I, I really believe that I have been misrepresented. So I, I you know, and I, I really think that. I, I've never called for normalization. I've, I've always supported the Palestinian. I, I wrote the Dua Nasiri, which is a book. I mean, I wrote that and dedicated it to the Palestinian people. Um, I have some of my dear friends here that came with me from California are Palestinians. Yesterday, a man from Gaza actually came to me and just thanked me for helping him get his Islam back. Um, so I know there's people. I, 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 received, I received a message during this whole crisis from Gaza. And actually, Kim Iverson had me, uh, interviewed me because somebody from Gaza, who she met in Palestine, um, actually, from the West Bank, sorry, actually told her when you go back, please interview this person. Um, and, and so, um, you know, I, inshallah, like I said, I, I, the, it's a difficult time and I feel the pain. I have the pain myself. Um, we've shed a lot of tears in the last couple of months. I actually spent the last two months doing a very deep dive into the Palestinian issue. I read several books on it. I interviewed Chris Hedges. We, I actually was, one that invited Chris Hedges here to speak. So, and and I I think Chris Hedges uh, he articulates very much uh, my views about it. So um, I just feel like I've been misrepresented. But that's okay. Also, I mean, there's just you know this is an age of uh, just a lot of. Um, Falsehoods. The Prophet said, uh, that the truthful one will be called a liar and the liar will be called a truthful one. It's just part of the time we're, we're living in. There's a lot of, it's a cancel culture. But I, I, I think it's important to remember the Prophet was, was, he always had dialogue. He always listened to people. He, one of his sunnahs is not to interrupt people when they're speaking. You can disagree with people, it's okay. Um, but these are the Sunnah. He also never raised his voice. Um, they, they, Imam, uh, in the Shifa, it says, He never raised his voice in the marketplace, which is the one place where people can raise their voice. He was actually a soft-spoken person. He was a gentle person by nature. He's called Rahmah Alameen, the mercy of all the worlds. He was a mercy to uh, everybody, including the Jews. He was a mercy to the Jews. They, uh, many of them rejected them, but not all of them. 
and some of them uh, deeded property for the Muslims in Medina, and others were treacherous. Uh, and the Quran is very fair uh, about them. We've seen many young Jewish people coming out. One of the things that Chris told, uh, said after being here, he said it's so wonderful to see so many young people. He said the Zionists are all old. He said the young Jews are out demonstrating against them because um, the whole idea of an ethno-state is an anachronism. The idea of an ethno-state, that there should be states solely for one type of ethnicity, it's an anachronism. Most people don't accept this idea anymore, except for marginalized people. There are people in Canada that don't want to see the diversity, but Canada is a diverse uh, country now. And, and these are the changes. So anyway, a, a lot, in the, in, around the dome of the Prophet's mosque, they, they wrote, Everyone will act according to their nature, their shakila. Your Lord knows who are the most guided. So one of the things that's important to remember as a community is, for instance, my, the, the aqidah that I worship Allah with is from Imam Tahawi's book. I translated it into English. It's what I want to meet my Lord with. I follow Imam Malik's uh, madhab, and, and I believe in Imam Junaid as-Salik, that, that, that is, that's the Islam that I, that I embrace, that's the Islam that I teach, and it's the Islam that I love. And I, there's other people that have different views about dunya, like we're all trying to navigate this world. It's not an easy place to navigate. Uh, Imam Zaid said earlier, you know, that this is the abode of tribulation. It really is. It's, it's Darul Bala. And I, we can, there's a useful analogy from medicine. Uh, it, just in terms of trying to understand this civilizational crisis. An approach works in some cases, but in other cases, it could be disastrous. And doctors know this, that uh, one of the things that you have diagnosis and then you have treatment, and they're not straightforward. But diagnosis always comes before treatment. Complications and side effects also result. So it's absolutely right to prevent oppression. But it may not be possible always to stop an oppressor. It may not be possible to stop oppression by a given method or at a given time. In the case of Palestine, we can be as outraged as we like, and it's right to be outraged, and we should be outraged by what we're witnessing because it's, it's so beyond the pale. There have been more bombs dropped on a very small 26 by 5 mile city than were dropped on Dresden during World War II. The Nazis bombed London for one year they destroyed 60% of the city. They killed 40,000 Londoners. We've seen in two months, over 20,000 people are now dead. These, most of these are women and children. Because we know that 50% of Gaza is women and chil children, that is children under the age of 18. It's a very young population. So, we have to recognize that it's not reasonable to think that the unjust, being unjust, will lend an ear to our pleas for justice. So if the principle is sound, the question becomes one of means. Sometimes it's absolutely necessary to suffer in silence. Sometimes it's, that's the means of survival. But it doesn't mean it's final. My ancestors were Irish. The Irish lived under the tyranny of the English for 700 years. That's a long time to live under a tyrant. In, in, in Ireland now, they, they don't speak Gaelic. They're relearning Gaelic because their, their, their tongues were cut out for speaking Gaelic. That's why they speak the English language. And that's true for the Celtic people in Scotland as well. My great-grandfather 
came from the Scottish Highlands to Canada. And he built a monastery in Alexandria, Ontario. There's a newspaper article about it, but one of the things that he mentioned was it was a blessing to be in a free land knowing that his own ancestors suffered the persecution for being Catholics for centuries in Scotland. So you have to keep your wits about you. You have to give yourself a chance to have a chance. The prophets of Lysen told us that some people are like hard ground that absorbs no rain. In other words, they're just not open to guidance. And for that reason, it makes perfect sense to say, La You can't compel people to be religious. Religion comes from a desire in the heart. If you try to compel people, it doesn't work. It only produces hypocrites. But we have to deal with those people anyway, sometimes by simply avoiding their poison, or at least trying, avoiding trying to be affected by the poisoning as best we can. To the extent that saving our own selves is in fact preventing oppression, like the Palestinians say, a sumud wujud, that the very uh, act of just being samid in the midst of the oppression, that is the wujud sumud, that your, your presence there is your sumud, your resilience. Overt deviance sometimes works, but it can also backfire, especially when people are set in their ways or they have something of interest to say. Take note that many of our political discourses operate by setting off totally predictable emotional battles over quote-unquote hot-button issues or ideological constructs that do not encompass the welfare of the nation or people as a whole. They take public attention away from the fact that their masters have no will to solve their fundamental problems, as that's not in their own interest, as exploiters of discontent. And you have to see that people want to see us divided. I want to see a free Palestine as much as anybody in this room. And to think otherwise is, is to say something about me that you know nothing about. Did you open up my breast and look at what's inside my breast? And again, it gets back to means because people have been doing certain things and they have their ishtihadat. Other people have other approaches. And if, if we don't recognize that ability to actually differ, because we're not differing on aqidah, we're not differing on medheb or how to actually perform our prayers and fast and pay zakat. We're not differing on the need for tazkiyah. We all agree on these things. So then it becomes a matter of how do we navigate the world that we're in and the circumstances that we find ourselves in. Feelings of desperation tend to affect our thinking adversely. If you feel desperate, it will affect the way you think. And that can lead to rash responses that don't help, even if they come from good intentions. Self-preservation is a natural instinct, but like all instincts, it, become, it can become imbalanced and hypertrophied. In the same way that the immune system is necessary to health, but an immune system become, can become overactive and actually begin to harm the body itself. You can have an overproduction or you can have an underproduction. Balance is the key to the human system of health. And where did God put our balance? In the eighth cranial nerve. And where's the eighth cranial nerve? It's in your ear. And so you have to be careful about what you listen to, who you listen to, who you believe. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِنْ جَاءَكُمْ فَاسِقٌ بِنَبَئٍ فَتَبَيَّنُوا أَنْ تُصِيبَ قَوْمًا بِجَهَارَةٍ فَتُصْبِحُوا عَلَى مَا فَعَلْتُمْ نَادِمِينَ If somebody comes to you with news, and it actually says a fasiq, if somebody comes to you with news, تَبَيَّنُوا Find out whether 
first of all, there's two qira'ah of tabayyinu and tathabbatu. Tabayyinu means make sure you understand it. Tathabbatu means make sure the source is true, that what they're telling you is true. Because you might attack somebody unjustly. And on the day of judgment, there's a place called the qantara, where the believers meet and they have to resolve their problems. There's a place before you go into paradise, if you had, if you said bad things about people that were unjust, were, were not, we're all going to be answerable to the day of judgment. So the Prophet ﷺ, one of the things that he told us about this time, the more time, so the more time to think, the better. So we make our own ishtihad, we make reasoned judgments about issues of our life. I mentioned last night, the Prophet ﷺ said, if the Dajjal comes and I'm here, ana hajijukum, I will be your advocate, I will prevent him from harming you. But if I'm not here, you, kullu imri'in hajiju nafsihi, you have to take care of yourself. The Prophet ﷺ, there's a, a ayah in the Quran that says, alaykum anfusukum, Take care of your own souls. They will not harm you, those who go astray, if you are guided. Somebody asked Ibn Abbas about that verse, and he said, I asked an expert, What does it mean? Because Amr bin Ma'ruf and Nahi Anam Munkar is our tradition. And he said, When you see people following their passions, when you see materialism being preferred over spirituality, when you see every person amazed at his own opinions, convinced that he is the only one that knows the truth, convinced that he has all the judgments that God has accorded, forgetting that every fatwa in the history of Islam ended with, Wallahu wa rasulu a'lam, and Allah and his messenger know best. Because a fatwa is an ishtihad. There are ulama that made ishtihad. Muhammad al-Shaybani worked with the government. Muhammad worked with the government. Imam Shaybani didn't. They differed. Two, two of the greatest ulama in the history of Islam. One of them said that he would take the job as a qadi. And the other one said the imam refused to be a qadi. They differed on that. They're both rightly guided because they made their ishtihad. But this ability, inability to recognize differences, that means that it'll only lead to disunity and ultimately conflict when pushed too far, and even to, to the point of harming some people. Harming people. The Prophet ﷺ said that everyone will be amazed at his own opinion. And so, khasat nafsika doesn't just mean your own self, it means your family, it means your community, the khasa around you. He said, da'amr al-amma. But the general masses of people in those times will be very difficult. This is a very educated community, but we have many uneducated people in our community. We have, we have real serious problems in our community. To point that out is not to be against the community. It's because you want to elevate the community. Imam Malik said, إِذَا قَالَ هَرَكَ النَّاسِ The Prophet ﷺ, when he said, إِذَا قَالَ هَرَكَ النَّاسِ هُوَ أَهْلَكَهُمْ In a riwayah, أَهْلَكُهُمْ That if you say the people have perished, then you have caused them to perish. Because there's always good, ummati kamatar. My ummah is like rain. You don't know if the first is the best part or the last the time of, of, the, of, of, of these uh, extraordinary ends that come with Isa salam. So the world is a tribulation and a trial. Imam Zaid pointed that out because it's at the essence of the Quran. There are two fundamental maqasid in the Quran. Maqsad al-ibtila and maqsad al-ibadah. The purpose of tribulation and the purpose of worship. And there's a remarkable work that was done by an extraordinary woman, uh, Nasreen Rosati. She's a professor of Islamic studies, and she wrote a wonderful work on, the, on trials and tribulations in the Quran, which I plan on reading in the book club uh, in Ramadan, inshallah. It's, it's a stunning study using uh, Izutsu's method, 
the great Japanese Occidentalist, who I actually, when we went to um, Kyoto, I went to find his library. He's one of the really, truly extraordinary uh, scholars of, of Islam. He was honored in Iran. They have all of the, the pictures of all the great metaphysicians in Persian history, and he's the only non-Persian, the Japanese scholar Izutsu, who wrote one of the most remarkable books on akhlaq in the Quran. Uh, so the world is tribulation and trial. The first thing is to know that Allah created the world for tribulation. This, we don't have the problem of evil like the Christians. It's never been a problem in our tradition. Sharr is part of the world. It's part of the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. La ya'udu ilayhi. But he qaddarahu. It doesn't go back to Allah. Wa sharru la ya'udu ilayk. But it's part of his hikmah. Iblis is a creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says, Who will the Haraka Samawati what are the fee city a yamin? Wakana Arshu Alma Ilia Bluakum. Our scholars say that the lamb there is Aqiba as opposed to Ta'lil. He, Allah is the one who created the heavens and the earth in six days, six periods of time. A day is like a thousand or fifty thousand years. We know that these are great periods of time. For Allah, there's no, there's no past. It's always present tense, Allah. Uh, Imam Jorjani in the Ta'rifat, he said, Ad-dahar al-an ad-da'im. When Allah, when the Prophet said that Allah says, "Let the subh dahar fi'nini ana dahar biyadi layl wanhar," do not curse time. Dahar. It's not zaman. It's not asr. It's dahar. Dahar is the eternal now. It's the eternal now, and Allah is always in the present tense. There's no past or future for Allah. Everything is in the present tense. Allah encompasses all time. And so 14 billion years, if that's what Allah decided to be the time in order to bring the earth into existence, as the modern scientists say, we don't know, give or take a few billion years. But if that's the truth, and we don't know that that's the truth, because these are all conjectures, if that's the truth, for Allah, it's not 14 billion years. It's all in the same time. And then Allah says, Like the same verse that Imam Zayd quoted from Surah Al-Mulk. So they say, if you say to them, you are going to be resurrected on the day of judgment. We are all going to be resurrected on the day of judgment. I showed you yesterday the signs that anybody who looks at those signs objectively will have to conclude that the Prophet of Allah was a prophet because he predicted things that have come true that are so clearly true. But he also told us, for instance, the Quran told us that the universe was created. The scientists for many, many decades said the universe was eternal. For 2,000 years, philosophers believed the universe was eternal. That's what Aristotle said. The universe existed forever. The prophets told us, no, the universe was created. So the scientists of the past for 2,500 years, they said it was eternal. But the prophets said it was created. Now we know it's created. That's what their science says today. It's created. The prophets also told us that we will die and be resurrected. The philosophers said there's no resurrection. So they were wrong about the creation. They're wrong about the resurrection. We will be resurrected. And this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. When they're reminded that they will be resurrected, after their death, they, those who cover the truth, who reject, they say this is just manifest sorcery. So bala and fitna are used interchangeably in the Quran. The word fitna in Arabic, fatna, means al-ikhtibar bin nar. It is to test with fire. 
Fire is a disruptive element. Iblis is made from fire. The angels are made from nur. Allah is nuru samawati wal ard. Nur is stable. The, the, the constant that we use in measurement in modern science is the speed of light because it's not like fire. It's a constant. Nur is constant. It's stable. If you look at nur and nar, they're from the same root, which is nawara. Iblis is made of fire. He's an unstable element. We are made of earth and water, so we have stability with instability. We have the two together. Iblis can heat up our water, and then we boil. And this is called ghalayan. When you become so angry, you're boiling over. And this is how shaitan does it. He has fire. If you don't have nur that keeps you stable, you become out of balance, and you lose your balance. And so this is very important to know that fitna is part of life to test you. It's, it's Allah testing you with the fire of shaitan to see what your element is. If your element is pure, it is stable. It will not break down. If it's impure, the dross will come off. The dross will come off. And so Allah is testing us. And this is also in the Quran. The two dominant words are bala and fitna. And ibtila is a, ver a, a variant of bala. What is the word bala? Where does it come from? Baliya yabla. What does it mean to be worn out? Yabla thawbu ala dhahri sahibihi. The, 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 the garment gets worn out. Bala is to wear you down until you enter into a state of submission. This is what tribulation is there to do. It's to wear you out until you surrender. It's like wearing out an enemy until they raise their hands and they say, I submit, I surrender. That is what tribulation is to do. And once you get that point, once you get that message, Shaitan has no authority over you. You've entered into those that la sultan alayhi. He has no authority over you. You are from the awliya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are the people that remain in the hub. These are the people of al-afiyah. The Prophet sallallahu said, Isarullah al-afiyah. Ibn Abbas passed by some people in tribulation. He said, But what is real health? What is al-afiyah? It's an untranslatable word in Arabic. The word afiyah in Arabic, according to Ahmed Zarruq in his Qaida, he says, It is the stillness of the heart from agitation. That is real afiyah, that your heart is stilled. It doesn't become agitated. What is Ya'juj and Ma'juj? It's agitation. Min kulli hadbin yansilun. Ta'ajjaja. It's from fire. Ta'ajjaja ta'nar. This is the latter days when everybody's in a state of agitation. You have to find that source again. You have to find the source of Sakina. This is what we need. Anzalullah Sakina. When the kuffar, when they, the akhadatum al-hamiyah. Allah calls it hamiyat al-jahaliyah. They were heated up. That's what yahmi means. Humma is a fever. That's what shaitan uses to heat you up. You become mutahamis. You become uh, hami. You're, you're hot. You're fire. Anzalallahu sakinatu ala rasulihi wa ala al-mu'mineen. He sent down at that point when they were filled with fire, he put the sakina of light into their hearts and they were tranquil. They, were tra they actually slept before the battle. They slept. And they had pleasurable dreams. They slept before the battle. People can't sleep before battles, but Allah gave them so much sakina in their hearts. So in terms of bala, to understand, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَيْنَا ذَقْنَ الْإِنسَانَ مِنَّا رَحْمَةً ثُمَّ نَزَعْنَا مِنْهُ إِنَّهُ لَا يَعُوسٌ كَفُورٌ These are the kuffar. When they are given rahmah and, and then Allah takes it away from them, they become despairing ingrates. وَنَذَقْنَاهُمْ نَعْمَاءَ بَعْدَ ضَرَّاءَ مَسَّتْهُ لَيَقُولَنَّ ذَهَبَ السَّيَّاتُ عَنِّي إِنَّهُ لَفْرِيحٌ فَخُورٌ So here's the two responses of the kuffar. 
When they have tribulation, they despair. When they have blessings, they become arrogant. This is exact opposite of the believer to trial. So, though, so you know who's following Iblis. If you want to know, one of the litmus tests for Iblis is racism. It's a litmus test. If you want to know if somebody's a follower of Iblis, it, their attitude towards other races, that'll tell you. Especially dark-colored people, because what did Iblis say about Adam? I'm not going to bow down to Minhamah and Masnoon, a black clay. That's what he called him, black clay. So he actually pointed out the color of the clay. So it's like a litmus test to know if somebody's following Iblis or if somebody's not. I don't like to use the language of white supremacy because I have never found it in the Sunnah. The Prophet when he when he's there's a lot of white Muslims, light skin, like that's accidental in logic. It's called a Arab. It's not an essence. Just the color of your skin. Some people are light skin. Some people are dark skin. Dark skin people. Uh, in terms of sun, have black privilege. White people have to, you know, most of the places where white people are is cloud covers. They don't get all these cancers uh, in Africa. They get them in Europe. Highest rate of cancer is in England. Skin cancer. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the dunya involves trials. And this is important to remember. Bala is not just hardships. We made the whole earth an ornament to test them. To see who's the best in action again. So the zina of the world is a test for people. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the final test is on yawm qiyamah. Allah says, yawm tubla sara'ir. The day when Tubla, Qatada said, Yuhtabar, the secrets are all revealed and people, the real test happens. When people will know who's who were. You know, I wanted, I remembered two months ago, I got a message. from the Imam in Masjid Al-Aqsa. I just wanted to play it for you. Alhamdulillah. The one of the uh, the other aspects about tribulation is the diversity of communities with their respective beliefs and laws. And the individual as a crucible, and a crucible is literally the, it's, it's, the, it's, it's, a, it's used to test fire. That's what a crucible is. So it's, it's literally used to heat up uh, a substance. And the human being is this crucible for trials and tribulations. So Allah says, وَأَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ الْكِتَابَ بِالْحَقِّ مُصَدِّقًا لِمَا بَيْنِ يَدَيْهِ مِنَ الْكِتَابِ وَمُهَيْمِنًا عَلَيْهِ فَاحْكُمْ بَيْنَهُمْ بِمَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهِ وَلَا تَتَّبِعْ أَهْوَاءَهُمْ عَمَّا جَاءَكَ مِنَ الْحَقِّ لِكُلٍّ جَعَلْنَا مِنْكُمْ شِرْعَةً وَمِنْهَاجًا وَلَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ so in this surah, Allah tells us that it's also a tribulation to have different religions. 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intended that. And then Allah says, so vie in good deeds, vie in virtues, and know that you will be returned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and Allah will explain about what you were differing. He will explain to you about what you were differing. We created you in a nutfa amshaj. And this is one of the ishkalat of the Quran. This is a miracle of the Quran. Because the nutfa is the meeting of the mashij of the woman and the mashij of the man. And so the ulama said, why is nutfa singular and amshaj plural? And in modern Arabic, one of the words they use for the genetic coding is mashij. So the amshaj come together. Allah created you in a tarkiba. He literally, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, put all of this genetic coding with four basic nucleic acids. And it's a miracle that every single human being is created min ma'an wahid. Right? But we prefer some over others. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, th- th- that is the basis of the dunya. It's ibtila and then ibadah. Those are the two fundamental maqasid of dunya. This aspect of the Quran reveals how trials manifest in the lives of human beings. So now you have the manifestation of divine trials. The Quran highlights privilege as one of the manifestations of trials. Some people are set over other peoples as a trial for both of them. That he has put some of you over others in degrees to test you. Ibn Qaymah Jawziyah says, that the rich are a test for the poor, the poor are a test for the rich, the ignorant are a test for the learned, the learned are a test for the ignorant. That this is part of it. Allah says, We made some of you a trial for others. Will you show patience? And this is the secret of tribulation is patience and shukr. These are the two qualities that uh, the bala needs. It needs shukr and sabr. Shukr when it's a blessing, sabr when it's a tribulation. We will, every soul will taste death and we will try you with good and with evil. And know that you're going to return to us. And then Allah says, This is another reaction. When people are honored and given blessings, they say, oh, my Lord, he has blessed me. But then if Allah tries them with adversity and constricts their provision, they say, oh, I've been humiliated. My Lord's humiliated me. So the nature of the world and the disparities among people are a trial. So Allah tests you and He will know who shows gratitude. So the people of arrogance, they fail the test of prosperity. The people of despair fail the test of patience. These are like the three men that the angel came in Sahih Muslim, the bald man, the man with vitiligo, and then the blind man. And then the angel restored the man's hair, restored the man's sight, restored the man's skin. But then he came back later in the same form. And the two, the bald man, and the, 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 the man with vitiligo, they rejected. They said, we were always like this. He, he, he asked for charity, and they wouldn't give him any. But the blind man, he was the one that really could see. And he said, you remind me of myself before Allah blessed me. And he told him, take what you want. So this is the test. Good tidings to those who are patient in these trials. Allah will test you with hunger. With In the 19th century, 50 million people died of, of starvation. 
Many Muslims died of starvation. People forget these things. They didn't lose their faith. The people now, may Allah provide them with sustenance. There's people in Gaza that don't know where their food is coming from. Somebody putting bread through a, a, a wall to get food to these people. In Sudan, we have two million refugees right now in Sudan. Two million refugees. These people now are facing starvation. These are the trials of the dunya. And the saddest thing is their trials not just for them. Their trials for us. Their trials that reveal the failure of people to do. Everybody says, where's God? God says, where are you? God says, where are you? He, God will not be asked about what God does, but you will be asked about what you did. What you did, what are you doing? This is the question. The Kashmiri, don't forget the Kashmiri people. Don't forget the people of Yemen. Yemen hasn't changed. One of the tribulations of our time now is the news cycles. Muslims are completely reactionary to news cycles. When something's in the news, they respond. When it's not in the news, they forget about it. This is a crisis. And who's providing the news? The news is, Iblis is providing the news. The, the real news, What are they asking about? The real news, the vast news, the news on the Day of Judgment. Prophets, their name comes from the modern Arabic word for news, Amba. Amba. That's the modern name for news in Arabic. Nabiyun is the one who brings news. But people don't want to read the eternities. They want to read the times. They've forgotten uh, the real news. And one of the great uh, metaphysicians from Samarkand, he was a student of Imam al-Maturidi, al-Hakim al-Samarkandi, he said, Kul al-fitna tansha'u an thalath. Or in Europe they go like that. The Arabs do that too. News casters, naqilul akhbar, mutalaqil akhbar, watarbul akhbar. Those are the three sources of fitna in the dunya. News casters, news consumers, and, and, and news hounds, people looking for news. Those are the sources of fitna. And then he said, All of them are blameworthy. So Allah tells us about these tribulations. There are many verses about this. There's, over, there's almost 90 verses on just bala and fitna in the Quran. And they're almost perfectly balanced between Mecca and Medina. So this is one of the miracles of the Quran. The... إِذَا ابْتَدَى إِبْرَاهِيمُ رَبُّهُ بِكَلِمَاتٍ فَأَتَمَّهُنَّ قَالَ إِنِّي جَاعِلُكَ لِلنَّاسِ إِمَامًا قَالَ أَوَمِنْ ذُرِّيَّتِي قَالَ لَا يَنَالُ أَحْدِيَ الظَّالِمِينَ Allah tested Ibrahim with kalimat, this deen that we've been given, and, the, and he completed them. And he said, I'm making you for humanity an exemplar. And then he said, and for my offspring, he said, this covenant does not reach oppressors, what Dr. Ali talked about earlier. It goes to the people that follow the prophets. And in our case, it's the last prophet that supersedes all previous prophets. So, I mean, just in conclusion, a few things. One, sabr is miftah al-faraj, patience. People say, oh, you know, we've been patient for so long. How long do we, uh, how long do we be patient? We haven't been patient. And I'll give you the reason why. This is from Imam al-Qushayri. In his Bab al-Sabr, he says, It is that the heart is completely submitted to the judgment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, It's to stop at the tribulation, and to remain in a state of purity despite the tribulation. It's to stop complaining when the tribulation comes. It's to swallow the tribulation without any claims. It's to recognize the 
the, the mehna, you keep it inside and you show the blessing. So on your tongue, you're in a state of gratitude. Then, but the real definition of sabr is sabr ala ta'a wa sabru anil ma'asi. It is to be patient with obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to avoid any disobedience. And finally, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He said, قَالَ مُوسَى لِقَوْمِ يَسْتَعِنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَاصْبِرُوا إِنَّ الْأَرْضَ لِلَّهِ يُرِذُهَا مَنْ يَشَاءُ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ وَالْعَاقِبَةُ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ And that's why the aqibah is for the people of taqwa. It's not for anybody else. The people of dunya have their time. But there is a day of judgment. We are all going to die. We, we didn't exist. Uh, you, you, were, you didn't exist. And now we exist. And then we will no longer be in this world. We'll go to another dimension. All of us. Our Prophet said, I'm at the, the decade that the Prophet said the majority of my people die in that decade. We're going to leave the world. We will be judged. And we will be judged about what we did, about what we said, about how we acted, about how we behaved. And the single most important thing, according to the Prophet, the thing that saves people more than anything else, is good character, is treating people decently. He said, and, and to have trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Be people of tawakkul. They say that tawakkul is, is tahakkuk, wa tahalluk, wa tawathuk, wa tamalluk. That's the essence of tawakkul. Tahakkuk is to really realize the kalima of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, to know what that means, to believe it with your heart. And then, tahalluk, to take on the qualities of the Prophet wasallam, the akhlaq of the sunnah of our Prophet wasallam, and then tawathuk, to have thiqa billah, to be certain about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the qada and the qadr, that nothing will, len yusibaka illa ma katab Allah, nothing will afflict you except what Allah has decreed for you. Nothing, that's tawathuk, and then tamalluk, is to be in a state of humility before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, وَمَنْ يَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَهُوَ حَسْبُهُ If you trust in Allah, He's enough for you. Finally, the Prophet ﷺ, he said, لَا يَنْبَغِ لِلْمُؤْمَنَ أَنْ يُذِلَّ نَفْسَهُ A mu'min should never humiliate him or herself. The Sahaba, were, these were Arabs. They were people of izzah in their very nature. They said, How could somebody humiliate himself? That wasn't even in their understanding. And the Prophet ﷺ said, To expose yourself to tribulations that you're unable to bear. To expose yourselves to tribulations that you are unable to bear. There are tribulations that will be sent to you from Allah. There are people in here probably who've been diagnosed with terminal illnesses. This is the dunya. That's a tribulation you didn't choose. There are people also that have uh, depression. Depression, one of the words in Arabic, one of the meanings of bala, if you look in any good dictionary, al-bala, al-hammu, wal-gham. Depression is a bala from Allah for some people. To be depressed. If you're depressed today, that, that's, this is exogenous. It's perfectly natural to be grieving. But also recognize that joy is what Allah intended. We did not reveal this Quran for you to be miserable. We revealed it for you to tasad to be people of sa'ada. And this is why our Prophet ﷺ, he was the mubtasim. He smiled constantly. He smiled in the face of people. He gave people joy to be in his presence. Even in the most difficult times, when they were rejoicing in Badr, Uthman stayed in Medina. Why? Because the Prophet ﷺ told him to nurse his wife, the daughter of the Prophet. When he got back after this great victory, he buried his daughter. He buried all of his children except for Fatima and told her that she would follow him after six months. Our Prophet ﷺ buried all of his children. How many of us have had that tribulation? Nobody had the tribulation of the prophets. We know the tribulation. The Prophet described Isa ﷺ when they were beating him and blood was coming from his, his body. 
And he said, Allahumma ghfir qawmi finnuhum la ya'lamun. The Prophet described that. He said, forgive my people, they don't even know what they're doing. There's people that don't even know why they're doing what they're doing. They're a tribulation for other people. Don't be a tribulation for other people. Don't be a tribulation for other people. You will have trials and tribulations even from your own family. Yusuf alayhi salam, his, his own brothers plotted to throw him into a well. One of them suggested killing him. These were the children of a prophet. We, who has had that suffering? Who has had that? Seriously, who has had that? We, we can't even imagine that. So don't think the prophets didn't have their difficulties. They had graver difficulties than we could imagine. One of the things that my teacher, one of his sons, because every day they have people coming and trials and tribulation, every single day. And one day his son said to him, Sheikh, can we have one day without problems? And he looked at me and he said, Azil al-kibra min qalbik. Take that arrogance out of your heart. Do you think our Prophet ever had a day without trouble? This is the sunnah of the world that we're in. It's daru hamman wa ghamman wa bala'an wa fitna according to Imam al-Junaid. This is the dunya. Now here's the thing. We ask Allah for afiyah. And many of us have... Uh, alhamdulillah, good conditions, good situations, and we ask for blessings for the people wherever they are that are in trials and tribulations. This is the dunya. There's people that are up, there's people that are down. These are wisdoms woven by a wise hand, and then they come together and coalesce in the individual. The tribulations of the world, either sarra and darra wa al bas. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, the, that those, the people who are patient and people of taqwa, they will succeed. So the Prophet ﷺ, he said that on the day of judgment, يُوَدُّ أَهْلُ الْعَافِيَةِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ حِينَ يُعْطَى أَهْلُ الْبَلَاءِيَ الثَّوَابِ لَوْ أَنَّ جُلُودُهُمْ كَانَتْ قُرِّطَتْ فِي الدُّنْيَا بِالْمَقَارِيضِ Imam Tirmidhi relates that the Prophet ﷺ said, on the day of judgment, the people that had well-being in this world, when they see the rewards of the people who suffered, they will wish they could go back to the dunya and have their skin flayed with scissors when they see what the people of Bala get. The one who had the most tribulation in the dunya, Allah says to the one who had the most joy in this dunya, Allah says to him, did you ever know any pleasure? And he says, La wallah, I never knew any pleasure. Then he says to the one who had the worst time in the dunya from the people of belief, Did you ever know any suffering? He said, La wallah, I never knew any suffering. Whatever memory of pain, and Aristotle says one of the miracles of the human body is you can't remember pain. You remember that you had it, but you can't remember pain. This is the afterlife. You won't remember the trials. Wadi' al-Fayyumi, and people who know Wadi' al-Fayyumi, this little six-year-old boy who was massacred by some insane person because they were Palestinians in the United States. This little boy, Wadi', I mean, his father named him miraculously Wadi'. It's Subhanallah. He was stabbed. His last words to his mother who was stabbed but survived, he said, I'm all right. It's like he was in that liminal state and there must have been angels there to give that solace for a mother to see her child. And we, have, we cannot imagine what people are experiencing when they see their children dead. But they have to know that our prophet buried all of his children except for one. Nobody knew that pain like our Prophet ﷺ. So this is something to remember. That this dunya, this is the abode. One of the poets in the Mustataraf said, And he used the word for the Palestinian, Nakba. This is centuries ago. Then 
Exhaust for it your patience and expand your breast. Imam Ibn Atayullah said, ليخفف عنك ألم البلاء علمك بأنه سبحانه وتعالى المبتي لك In order to soften and mitigate the pain of your trial is your knowledge that the one testing you is your Lord. The one testing you is your Lord. This should remove that. When people come on the Day of Judgment, and this is a real day, it is a day that we will all see. It's a day that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, يَوْمَ تُكْسَبُ كُلُّ نَفْسٍ بِمَا كَسَبَتْ لَا ظُلْمَ الْيَوْمِ That's what Allah declares. There is no oppression on this day. This is the day where even the dog will have his day. The animal that was harmed unjustly, the horse that was beaten unjustly, all of them will have their day. That is the day of Yom Qiyamah. This abode is Daru Hammen wa Ghammen wa Tila. In conclusion, I want to say something. One of my teachers, Hisham al-Burhani, he was a great Syrian sheikh. Some people might even know about him. He had been in the Ikhwan, he had been uh, in different uh, approaches. He told me almost 40 years ago, and I was not ready for this. He told me, I looked at all of the manahij of the islah of this ummah, and the soundest one I found was the minhaj of the jama'ah, al-da'wah wa tabliq. That's what he told me. I wasn't ready 40 years ago to hear that. I thought, what's he talking about? Because I had gone out with the tabliq. I don't know if Imam Zaid went out early on. But I went out, uh, Dr. Uh, Abdul Hakim Winter also, we went out, we did our three days, 40 days. I didn't do the four months. But I learned my first 10 surahs with the jama'ah. I learned the adab of eating with them. I learned many things. But what, he's, what he was seeing was not the group that we call jama'at tabliq. He was talking about a minhaj that great ulama in India put down. These were great ulama, Imam Kandahlawi, some of the great ulama. Yusuf Dahlawi is one of the great ulama of his time. They had six principles, and this is what I'm going to leave you with. The first principle was know the kalima, know the weight of la ilaha illallah and the weight of the person that says la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. This outweighs everything in the dunya. And then... The idea of prayer as the central and most fundamental pillar of our religion. We have to create communities where we can pray together. The prayer is so important. The prophet, when he was given the prayer, he was given 50 prayers. And Musa said, your community can't do that. He reduced it finally to five, each one having the reward of 10. But his sunnah on a daily basis was to pray 50 rakats as shukr, the 17 fard, and then he did the sunnah that equaled 50 rakats every day. That was the sunnah of the Prophet. This is the most fundamental and important. And then al-ilm wa dhikr, not just dhikr, al-ilm wa dhikr. The Prophet in one hadith came into a masjid, there were people learning and there were people doing dhikr. He sat with the people doing knowledge and he said, innama bu'ittu mu'allima. They're both valid places. People who are devotional need some ilm. People who focus on ilm need some devotion. It's a matter of where your priorities are. They're both valid paths to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-ilm wa dhikr. Al-ladheena amanu wa tatma'innu quloobuhum bi dhikrillah ala bi dhikrillahi tatma'innu al-quloob. Those who believe their hearts have tumma'nina with dhikr. Too many people are in a state of disturbance, of mental disruption. Dhikr will calm people down. And then the idea of ikram al-Muslim, the maqam of a Muslim. The Prophet said, that to destroy the Kaaba stone by stone is easier with Allah than to kill one believer. The ikram of a Muslim, to know what it means to be a Muslim, not to backbite, not to speak ill of our brothers and sisters, to have good opinion. 
خاصلتان ليس شيء يوجد فوقهما من الخيرات يحمد حسن ظن بالله ثم بالعباد فكنهما وجنبن للعناد there's two things that are higher than everything in the dunya a good opinion of Allah and a good opinion of the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have a good opinion of Allah ana inda dhanni abdi bi Allah says and then the the ikram and then ikhlas to have ikhlas in your actions and finally da'wa wa tabligh they 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 knocked out the da'wa and now it's just tabligh da'wa is to to tell other people about this religion you don't give da'wa to muslims muslims already accepted the call you give tabligh to muslims balligh anni walaw aya da'wa is for non muslims so we need to invite people but we have to prepare the banquet we 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 have to make this religion beautiful to people as it was once majestic and beautiful it's the most beautiful of religions it really so and then he says fa inna tasarif azmani ajibatun fayawman tara yusran wa yawman tara usra this is the nature of the dunya it's a day of yusr and usr one day for you one day against you this is the dunya may allah make all your days blessed allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, is is our lord and inshallah may we die on la ilaha illallah may we, may we be people who uh, remember allah subhanahu wa ta'ala maybe inshallah people of of da'wa that invite other people to Islam with our hal uh, before our uh, maqal with our state and then i hope everyone and, and and this is my nasiha for myself and all of you have a wird of quran every single day do not the prophet was asked what is the best action he said al hal al murtahil the one who descends or alights upon a place and then sets out on a journey again and they said ma huwa al hal al murtahil who is the hal and the murtahil He said the one who finishes the Quran and starts it again start your day every day like today it's the 11th this is the 11th day of the lunar month because in Morocco they start the day of the Jew, the first Jews on the first day of the lunar month you always know what day you're at it's either 11th or the 12th so that's a great blessing start the the Jews people read newspapers or read their Uh, for hours a juz will take you a half an hour once you get uh, used to reciting with hadar you can do it in 20 minutes some people can do it even faster but it's a half hour a day 15 minutes in the morning 15 minutes do khatam every month we need more khatam morocco does 250,000 khatma in their masajid every single month when all these trials and tribulations happen look at morocco how much Uh, sta- stability they have they have lots of problems in morocco but look how much stable their community is than other uh, communities and i really believe it's from the the hizb they do in the morning and the evening alaykum bi kitabillah fihi nabaa ma qabrukum wa khabru ma ba'dukum wal hukma ma baynukum this is the book that the prophet sallallahu said to imam ali in the end of time when everything was dark He said mal khalasu yawma idhan how do we get out of it he said kitab allah the book of allah may allah give you the book of allah allahumma inna nasaruka islaman sahihan yashabu al-islam li awamirika wa nahiik wa imanan khalisan rasikhan thabitan mahfuzan min jami' ash-shubhi wal mahalik wa ihsanan yazuj bina fi hadarat al-ghuyub wa natatahhar bihi min anwa' al-ghaflat wa sa'ir al-'uyub wa iqanan yakshif lana 'an hadarat al-asma' wa al-sifat wa yarhal bina ila mushahadat anwar tajalliyat al-dhat wa 'ilman nafi'an nafqahu bihi kayfa nata'addab ma'aka wa nunajika fi al-sarwat allahumma aqsimna min khashyatika ma tahulu bihi baynana wa bayna ma'asik 
ومن طاعتك ما تبلغ به جنتك ومن اليقين ما تهون به علينا مصائب الدنيا ومتعنا بأسماعنا وأبصارنا وقوتنا أبدا ما أحييتنا وجعل ثأرنا على من ظلمنا اللهم اجعل ثأرنا على من ظلمنا اللهم اجعل ثأرنا على من ظلم إخواننا في غزة وفي غير غزة اللهم أنصرهم يا أرحم الراحمين أنت أرحم الراحمين أنزل عليهم السكينة في قلوبهم اللهم اجعل اليقين في قلوبهم اللهم اجعل التسرية في قلوبهم اللهم اجعل على الإيمان في قلوبهم اللهم ثبتهم يا الله ولا تخذلهم يا الله أنت أرحم الراحمين أرحم هذه الأمة أرحم إخواننا وأحبابنا في كل مكان كل من علمنا حرفا اللهم وفق لما تحب وترضى اللهم بارك في أمتنا يا الله اللهم اغفر لنا لتقصيرنا اللهم لا تواخذنا إن نسينا وأخطأنا اللهم ذكرنا من القرآن ما نسينا اللهم اجعلنا من أهل القرآن وخاصتك يا اللهم الرحمين اللهم يا الله اللهم اغفر لنا وتب علينا اللهم اجعل آخر ما نقول في هذه الدار لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اجعله يا أرحم الراحمين مقبلا علينا حينما يرانا مبتسما يا الله آخذا بأيدينا اللهم اجعله يسقينا من حوضه الشريف اللهم بهذه الأكواز يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اجعل هذا هذا الحوض يا الله ما نظمأ بعده أبدا اللهم لا تجعلنا من الذين يقول لهم ابعد عني اللهم لا تجعلنا منهم يا أرحم الراحمين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك على طبر قلوبي ودوائها وعافية الأبدان وشفائها ونور الأبصار وضيائها وقطر أرواحي وغذائها وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم وبارك على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آله سيدنا إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حمد مجيد سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين جزاكم الله خيرا سامحوني أن أن الله يبارك في all of the the volunteers may Allah bless this community may Allah fill your hearts with joy despite all of the pain that we have may Allah subhanahu wa taala bless you جزاكم الله خيرا والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته